Thursdays is Westerns, and I know that you're probably thinking you'll be hearing nothing but Gunsmoke, but that is not the case. We are not going to play Gunsmoke week in and week out. We will play it occasionally on Thursday, but we are going to uh, instead continue to play one episode of Gunsmoke every weekend. But what we are going to do tonight is play an episode of everybody's other favorite Western, and that's The Six Shooter with Jimmy Stewart. And sadly, this show was only on for a year, but boy, they had some great episodes. The one tonight was written by Les Crutchfield. This one features, along with Jimmy Stewart, uh, Shirley Mitchell and Barney Phillips. This one came from uh, October the 25th, 1953, and it's entitled Red Lawson's Revenge. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl, its handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as the six-shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. I hadn't seen Mary and Dan for pretty near three years, not since they left the panhandle. So I figured as long as I was riding up through the Platte River country, I might as well swing out of my way a piece and look in on them. Now, we'd been real good friends for a long time. It was kind of like going home. And the closer I got, the more I kept thinking back, remembering, kind of daydreaming. You know, riding across Prairie Flat sort of does that to you. Your horse, he kind of finds his own trail mostly, and you just slouch easy-like in the saddle and listen to the hoofbeats, study, regular... Things you haven't thought about for years sneak into your head. Anyhow, I I still had a day to go, and I I was watching out for a good spot to bed down when I saw this campfire up ahead. Well, the way I figure, human beings are always better company than coyotes, so I gave Scar a flick with the reins and headed up toward it. Whoa, easy now, boy. There we go. Easy. Ah, uh, howdy. I, uh, you, uh, you'd rather camp private? Well, climb down. Pour yourself some java. Well, thanks. Easy, boy. Cool. 
Gee whiz, that smells good. Yeah. You, uh, any notion about how far this Walnut Creek? Mm, 20 miles or so, I reckon. That where you're going? Yeah, yeah, I stopped over there. A couple of friends there I haven't seen in quite a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, a fellow there I ain't seen for a while, neither. That's all. Uh, hey, by George, there's good coffee. Yeah, I've been hunting him for over three years. Finally located him. I'm going to kill him. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, how come? He murdered my kid brother four years ago in Laredo. Shut him down in the street. Yeah. Well, another killing won't bring him back. Oh, nothing will bring him back. And after I killed Dan Mailer, nothing will bring him back, neither. Dan Mailer? That's right, Fonsi. Huh? Yeah, I know who you was. As soon as you rode up to that fire and I got a look at that gun of yours. Britt Fonsi. The fellow they call a six-shooter. Well, you must have known I was a friend of Dan's. How come you told me all this? Well, I figure you'll warn him. And that's fine with me. I want him to know. Have time to get scared, you know. Maybe try to run away. I like it if he runs a while first. I'll catch up with him. You tell him that, Ponset. You tell him Red Lawson's coming to kill him. And there ain't nothing he can do about it. Well, uh, thanks for the coffee. Easy, boy. Now, Lawson... I reckon Dan won't run. I'll be seeing you. Come on, boy. Come on. That's the trouble with the past. There wasn't only good things in it. Got some bad ones, too. And one of the bad ones was reaching out for Dan and Mary. I didn't know this fellow Lawson. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I did know Dan... And I knew if he killed somebody back there in Texas, it hadn't been murder. It was long about the middle of forenoon when I rode up the dirt road between the rows of cottonwoods, turned into the yard. Old hound dog came charging around the side of the house, sounding a lot meaner than he looked. Oh, boy. Wolf star. Here now. Here now. Now quit it. Uh, you don't want to bite anybody. Ah, uh, oh, nice fella. Uh, go on, tell him you got company. Go on, boy, go on. Go on. The place had a good feel to it. Quiet, peaceful. And then I remembered Lawson. Hiya, Mary. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Uh, Dan, come on up and see who's here. Hurry. He's been working in the barn fixing up one of the plows. How are you? Yeah, you haven't changed a bit, Mary, unless you're a little prettier than Oh, oh you're not. Right? You're <laughs> Hiya, Dan. Oh, you stayed away too long. Well, things came up, Dan. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. You're sure looking good, both of you. Oh, feeling good, too. Settling down is what does it, Britt. Yeah, she took a good saddle man and turned him into a poor plowman. What do you think of that? That's not true, Dan. We've got the best stand of corn west of the Omaha. What's really great, though, Britt, is peace. Peace? No more gunfighting, the range wars. Never knowing whether Dan would come home sitting up in his saddle or tied onto it. That's all in the past now. 
why Dan doesn't even wear a gun anymore. And that's the way I want it, Britt. It's the kind of life I want from... Oh, have we got a surprise for you. Oh, well, you, you know, I... Kind of hard to surprise, you know, you remember? <laughs> That's what you think. Come on inside. Now, don't you tell me, Dad. Oh, no. Oh, you'll see, Fred. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What a good, good way. One of those newfangled player pianos, is oh, that it? Oh, no. A piano. That's the most ridiculous guess I ever heard of. Well, it sure couldn't be anything that... that, that Look. Hmm? Well, I'll be darned. Well, I'll... Well, I'll be... Well, I'll be... Doggone. It's a baby. It's a baby. Well, which, which kind is it, Mary? Not it. He. Hmm? That's oh. young Brit. He'll be a year and a half old next month. That name was Mary's idea, Brit. I sure wouldn't have wished it on him. Well, well, <laughs> well, I'll be doggone. Oh, he's all upset. Hasn't had his nap out. Rich will have to look him over later. You and Dan go on outside now and let me quiet him down. Oh, sure, Mary. I can't have my namesake all upset. Are you hungry, Brick? Oh, you, I'm always hungry. You know that, Mary. Good. Got some buttermilk cornbread in the oven. Be ready in a minute. You know, Brit, Mary is right. This is a good life. I never thought I'd settle down and like it, but I sure have done it. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, I... I guess Mary can't hear us out here, can she? Oh, she can't hear us. Why, what's the matter, Britt? I met a fellow on the trail last night, Dan. Name's Red Lawson. Lawson? Says you shot his brother in Laredo about four years ago. Lawson. Kurt Lawson. Yep. Yeah, I did, Britt. He was one of the Bracken gang, that bunch of rustlers that pulled an ambush on me when I was working for the Circle J Ranch. Well, then, I guess I better dig out the shooting irons and go after him. No, wait a minute, Dan. Wait nothing. He's probably holed up in town. The odds will be better if I go after him instead of waiting for him to come to me. Yeah, but what about Mary? Well, that's just it. If I catch him in town, it'll keep him from coming out here and... What about her, Britt? What do you mean? Well, she's happy now, Dan. She figures this kind of thing is all over and done with. Well, she'll sure find out different if he comes out here gunning for me. Well, maybe he won't, though. Maybe, Dan, maybe I can do something. Britt, I've always fought my own battles. But you've got Mary now. You've got the baby. And you're a lot faster with a gun than I am. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no Dan. I, there are just other answers besides killing, that's all. And maybe we can find one anyway. We can try, can't we? <laughs> I saddled up Scar a bit early the next morning and rode into town alone. Figured I'd have a talk with the sheriff. After all, this was his job when you come right down to it. Well, he wasn't in his office at the county jail. He was out of town for the next three days. So I walked down the main street trying to figure out what to do. I, this wasn't much of a town, Walnut Creek. It's a couple of blocks of clabbered buildings, boardwalk along the front of them, sheet iron awnings up over, and nothing much stirring but the dogs. Sleepy, quiet, real nice and peaceful for everybody except me. Huh? Oh, Oh, Mary. Oh, come on out. Oh. Well, you were 
certainly an early bird this morning. Well, Mary, does Dan know you came into town by yourself? Well, I don't know, Britt. I come in alone every day or two. Why shouldn't I? Something wrong, Britt? No, no, no. I just wonder, that's all. Actually, I think he was too busy to notice I'd left. You know what he was doing? Cleaning his gun. You're a bad influence, Britt. Well, I... I think you've started him thinking about things... Well, Ponset, how about it? You give him my message? What? Lawson... Mary, uh, I'll I'll see you later, huh? Well, all right. Well, oh, now there, there ain't no need of the lady. No, like that. Uh, goodbye, Mary. I'll see you later, huh? But uh, all right, Britt, if you say so. Get up! Come on! Come on! Mary, huh? Dan's wife, maybe. I hear he's got a kid too. Yeah, maybe you hear too much, Lawson, and talk too much too. Maybe you don't ride enough. Oh, I'll ride. I'm through here. When I get even. Yeah, Dan told me about that. Your brother tried to ambush him. He was in with the Bracken gang. That don't make no difference to me. He was my brother. Dan Mailer was in my place. He might feel the same way. Maybe I'll give him a chance to feel the same way. Now that I know he's got a wife, a kid. Oh, Lawson, if you touch me... Yeah, yeah, kid, I know. I know a lot. But once I've done what I come here to do, I don't care what happens afterwards. You, Dan Mailer, can make no move until I do. You see how it stacks up, Ponce? I got all the cars. He turned his back and he walked off down the street and I stood there watching him go. Knowing he was right. He did have all the cards. There was only one thing in the world he wanted. Revenge. And he didn't care what it cost to get it, even his life. Dan and I couldn't move first, and afterwards it'd be too late. I found Mary finally at the general store, and I stayed with her while she bought some things. And we headed back to the farm. Just like a woman, she was curious about the fellow I'd stopped to talk with. Wondered why I hadn't introduced her. I had a real hard time stalling her off, but I managed to. With Dan, it was different. Dan? Are you in there, Dan? Yeah, come on in, Britt. Cleaning my guns. Oh, forget it, Dan. There are better ways. Yeah? You got one figured? No. No, not yet. I saw Lawson in town a while ago, Dan. Oh? Huh? You talked to him any? Yes, yes, I talked to him. I reckon you better stay close to Mary and the boy. Why? What do you mean? What do you mean, Britt? Did he say anything? No, not exactly. He saw Mary in town. Why, that dirty... I didn't let him talk to her, Dan. She wondered about it, though. She'll probably ask you later. That settles it, then. I hadn't even thought of that side of it. Britt, I'm going after him. You wouldn't have a chance, Dan. You're selling me kind of short, ain't you? No, I, I don't mean it that way. A Lawson wouldn't draw even if you called him. That's not what he's after, don't you see? You'd have to kill him in cold blood, and I don't think... You could do that, Dan. No. No, I couldn't. Not even Lawson. What are we going to do, Britt? 
and watched. And the day passed, no sign of Lawson, nothing happened. But instead of feeling easier, we just got more keyed up. Mary didn't seem to catch on anything was wrong. And then supper was over and the night started to come on. And we just sat around talking while Mary got the baby off to sleep, singing to him and rocking him. The Katie did start chirping close. Way off toward the hills, the coyotes took up and answered them. Inside was sort of quiet and gentle. I think he's finally drifted off. Yeah, yeah, he looks sound asleep. Just look at him lying there, completely helpless and so lovable you could just eat him up. Well, I suppose he'll get himself some hair and teeth someday. Maybe look a little more human then. Dan, that's a fine way to talk about your own son. That's when I heard it. Sound outside. A horse stamped just one or two times. Like somebody was holding too tight a rein on him. Scar and Dan's stock were all in the corral. Over next to the barn. This was right up close to the house. I didn't let on to Mary or Dan. What's the matter, Britt? You getting restless? Hmm? No, no, I, I, uh, oh, uh, it's too many years on the trail, I guess. I, you know, I think maybe I'll amble outside. I get a little fresh air. Well, watch out for the coyotes, Britt. They grow them big around here. Dangerous, too. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep an eye on Coming out of the light that way, as blind as a bat. I stopped on the porch. I waited a minute so I could get used to the dark. I stood there listening to the sounds coming out of the night. The katydids. The coyotes. Then I heard it again. I moved around the corner of the house. It was all quiet. No sign of anybody. I grew fast and fired at the fire. Then I could hear a horse getting away. Rich! Rich, you all right? Yeah, Dan. Lost. He got away. Fred, what in the name of heaven were you trying to do? Are you all right, Mary? Small thanks to you if I am. That first shot didn't miss me or the baby by more than six inches. Well, I'm sorry, Mary. I, well, there was a coyote out there, and I, I didn't realize... Didn't realize, you fool. You might have killed us both, and you didn't realize... Stop it, Mary. Britt was... No, no, no. No, she's right, Dan. It's my fault. I just didn't think, that's all. Britt, I think you've worn a gun so long it's beginning to affect your mind. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Look, I, I, uh, I think maybe I'll ride into town for a while if nobody minds. I'm, I'm awful sorry, Mary. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Hmm. Ought to go with him, Mary. Why? After a fool trick like that, he ought to be alone. Nobody should be around him. It isn't safe to be. Oh, you don't understand, Mary. You just don't. Uh, well, let's go back in the house. Yeah. What? Let's all go back in. Dan! Lawson. Why, you... Easy, Mailer. You see how it is. Gun ain't pointed at you. When crazy move and your wife will get it. All right. Let's all go inside. Go on, move. Well, we're a nice place. Yes, sir. Real nice place. Had a storeroom over there? Mailer. Yeah. All right. Get inside, both of you. I said get inside. Come on, Mary. 
Yeah. That ought to hold you. Huh? on the trail enough of them to know that this one had an empty saddle on him I read Lawson hadn't left that farm at all Lawson was here. He waited for you to leave and locked us up. He kept coming over to the storeroom door telling us what he was going to do. He said he'd burn the house, all kinds of things. He couldn't have got away. He was here just a minute ago. But he has the baby. Rich. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's got to come over here to the barn to get the horse. Huh? Grab your gun. Come on, Dan. Stay come here, on. Mary. Don't come out of the house. He's got the baby. This won't be easy. I know. I can't figure why he waited. He had all of us. I, I can't figure it. Yes, he's waited three years. He just wanted to enjoy it, that's all. All right, come on. We'd better separate. No use making it easy for him. Right, Bridget. Hold it. Right where you are. The moon came out from behind the cloud. I could see him now standing right in the barn door, right in the open, like he wasn't afraid of anything. And then I saw why he wasn't afraid. He was holding a gun in his hand, not pointing it at us, though. It was aimed at a little bundle squirming on the hay behind him. I reckon you can see how things stand. One movement's all over for the kid. All right, Mailer, drop your gun. I'm the one you're after, Lawson. All right, you got me. How about leaving Mary and the baby out of it? I killed your brother. They didn't. Hey, you'd miss him, though, wouldn't you? I guess you'd miss him real bad. Why, you, you... Hey, hey. Careful, man. Dan just stood there, helpless. His hands up in the air. The moon was out full now. I knew I could get a clear sight on Lawson, but I didn't dare to draw on fire. He'd still have time to jerk that trigger. The gun muzzle was about three inches from the baby's head. All right, Ponce. Move on over next to Mailer. I want you both where I can see you. Go on, move. I walked over and stood beside Dan. Four years, Mailer. Four years I've been dreaming about this. Now it's even better than I thought. I didn't know you'd have a family. I didn't know I'd get the six-shooter along with you. It's our fight, Lawson. Why don't you leave the rest of them out of it? I had a brother once. Four for one makes a pretty fair payoff. I kept watching his gun. It was the only chance. 
If it swerved for one second, I'd make a play, but it didn't swerve. And the time was running out. And then, then I caught something from the corner of my eye, just the bare flicker of it. It was over in the, over at the side of the house. It, it was Mary. I made my draw. Larson, here. Why you? You dropped your bridge. Now make sure, Dan. I know we've got to make sure. Oh, is that sure enough for you? Yeah. Dan, the baby. Is he all right? Yeah, he's all right, Mary. Oh, thank heaven. Mary, if anybody had told me that you could do what you just did, I... Here now, I don't come know. to mother. You mean after the way I've always felt about guns? And after you tried to keep all this from me? Well, I... Dan told me all about it when we were locked in the storeroom. Oh, there now, darling, it's all right now. Britt, I saw what was happening out here, and I remember the rifle, and, well, after all, I, I mean, there was nothing else to do. All right now, darling, all right. About three days later, I said goodbye... But I knew I'd be come back that way someday. Dan and Mary aren't just the kind of friends a man forgets. Dan, tough cowpoke from the range country, all settled down and liking it. And that Mary, she was gentle and sweet, and firing at a killer to save her baby's life. And that baby, no, naming him Brett the way they done, you know, that's, that, that gives you kind of a funny feeling having a baby named after you. Kind of a good feeling. I, I figured I'd probably be telling the boys all about that when I got to Wyoming. Shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and today's transcribed story was written by Les Crutchfield. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture Thunder Bay. Others in the cast were Shirley Mitchell, Leon Ledoux, Paul Richards, and Barney Phillips. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam. And the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Hal Gibney speaking. We went back to October 23rd, 1953, for that episode of The Six Shooter. That was Red Lawson's Revenge, as originally heard on NBC. Well, that's going to cap our initial Thursday Western, and uh, we'll have more Westerns coming up in the weeks ahead. And I just thought I'd put together a little uh, nostalgic glimpse into some of the Westerns that were on radio. Uh, Some of these we probably won't feature as much 
I picture sticking more with the adult-type westerns, but as time allows, we might throw in, uh, after we play, say, a Gunsmoke or a Six Shooter or a Half Gun Will Travel, we may throw in a, a Cisco Kid or a Hopalong Cassidy or, or one of those just for nostalgic reasons. Those aren't the shows we're going to feature, but if you're into nostalgia and you remember a lot of these radio shows, you might listen to this little clip that I put together that has some uh, little entertaining bits from a series of shows that graced the radio airwaves back in the 40s and 50s, and all of these with Western themes. I hope you enjoy them, and if you're not into that sort of thing, you might as well just tune out now, because this runs about 15 minutes, I think. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll be here this weekend with our two-hour compilation show, and then uh, we'll be back on Monday with an all-new old-time radio comedy. This is Bob Bro, and I am so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you made my acquaintance. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. Its handle unmarked. People call them both the sick shooter. Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Cisco, the sheriff is getting closer. This way, Pancho, Pamelo. The Cisco Kid. Happy trails to you. It's nice to meet again. Happy trails to you until the journey's end. Oh, Sugar Crisp, the cereal treat that's fun to eat, brings you the Roy Rogers Show, transcribed on the Double R Bar Ranch with Pat Brady and the Queen of the West, Day 11. Happy trails to you. Time to ride I'm back in the saddle again Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson weed I'm back in the saddle again That's right, folks. It's another visit with all the gang here at Melody Ranch. There's Pat Buttram, the Cass Collie Boys, the Gene Autry Blue Jeans, Carl Cotner's Melody Ranch Hardway 6 featuring Alvino Ray, and yours truly, Charlie Lyon. 
Right now, though, meet the boss man himself, America's favorite cowboy, Gene Autry. Deep within my heart lies a melody, a song of old Sam and Tom, where in dreams I live. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let go, big fella. It's Hopalong Cassidy. With action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. Out of the West comes Red Rider, America's famous fighting cowboy. Call up that pony, little beaver. My friend Stony Barton's about to stop hot lead, so let's hit that trail. You betcha, Red Rider. Going thunder, hit that trail. Come on, thunder. The Adventures of Red Rider. Frontier Town, the saga of the Roaring West. Frontier Town. El Paso, Cheyenne, Calgary, Tombstone. Frontier Town. (laughs) 
Here is the adventurous story of the early West, the tamed and the untamed, from the Pecos to Powder River, Dodge City to Poker Flat. These are the towns they fought to live in and lived to fight for, teeming crucibles of pioneer freedom. Frontier Town! gentlemen. I have only one bullet left in my derringer, so my choice is very simple. I'll kill the first man who speaks. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of the man called Paladin. There's a fever in the mining country of Montana Territory. It's known as gold colic. Once a man catches it, it can only mean one thing, life or death. Frontier Gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. (laughs) 
Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America. And the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful. And a little lonely. (laughs) 